Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from 7. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. Tonight, we test Tony's sports knowledge with the birthday game. Focus on Curtin Brickworks Football Club, look back at last weekend's local matches and forward to this week's encounters. We also look at all the big worldwide news stories of the day, so uh, let's get on with it. But it wouldn't be Radio Newark, would it, without a few local headlines first. Newark sidecar driver Simon Horton with passenger Adam Buxton recorded two wins and a second place in round five of the FSRA pre-injection sidecar championships at Mallory Park, Leicestershire, last weekend. Julie Gray in the four race came home in a, fan- a fantastic 25th place at the National Paddle Ability Championships. Julie took six races to Southampton. The winning club took 52 races. You can read all about the 4A's exploits on our web pages. Nine members of Newark Tri Club were at East Leak for the end of season sprint triathlon on Sunday. Tom Marshall taking the honours by finishing first. One hour, two minutes, 36 seconds. And the tennis club ladies first team secured their Division 1 status with a comprehensive victory over Mansfield in the rain last Sunday. The British GT Championships may be over, but that doesn't stop Balfe Motorsport from racing. The historic clue had a brilliant weekend in France for the six-hour Spa Classic, hosted by the Motor Racing Legends Club. Sean Balfe claiming pole position and victory in the historic Touring Car Challenge on Saturday. And staying with four wheels, stock car racer Dave Sharp has qualified for the World Championships Finals Day. After a brilliant fifth place finish in the heats at Aldershot. And where are the finals? Skege. Brilliant. Jess Weaver's on the bench again for Loughborough Lightning for their Premiership game this weekend against Saracens. And as Dave Farger told us last night, it's now been confirmed the Leicester Marathon is off due to most of the course still being underwater. So, um,. Me thinks probably a day off, but not fast and striders. But knowing that lot, probably not. We do look at some of the national stories on on a Thursday before we get back to um, what we do best, and that's local. Uh, we talked about Dean Rasha Smith last night, didn't we? Mm. And what she may do what she was expected to do and what she should do. And bless her, she did. Did you hear her interview after the race? I didn't. Oh, she's, she, she, was, she was crying her eyes out, bless her. Good, good girl. And then then the um, the interviewer, I'd, I'd have been a, a bigger a mess as Dana was, but the interviewer did a really good job on Five Live. And uh, <clears throat> she said, what, what does it mean to you to be champion of the world? And Dana blubs, oh, don't, you're going to make me emotional. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. So, the, the, the we go from the brilliant Dina Asher-Smith 
to Tom Lawrence and Mason Bennett, who, as we all know by now... I think, I think we ought to make a mention for Katrina as well, because she's about to become the heptathlon champion. Go on, then. And, and she... This is Johnson Thompson, a lovely name. Yeah, Katrina Johnson Thompson. A absolutely fantastic. And, um... Really a shame there's nobody there watching them. KJT... As a oh, mate. here we go, uh, here you we see, go. Yeah, test me sports oh, we're, on, we're on the ball tonight. Is doing an absolutely outstanding job. But as you quite rightly say, I was going to come on to that. It bodes well for the World Cup because there's nobody for the World Athletics Championships this is in what, Qatar. This is what you do when you sell yourself for money. Hmm. Tom Lawrence and Mason Bennett, let's get back to those two, are aware they are not off the hook after returning to the Derby <laughs> County side at Barnsley. Um, but manager Philip Coco says it should, it should be Coco, really, not Coco. <laughs> says the club must move on. Lawrence won a penalty after starting the game while Bennett came on as substitute. As we all know, both these players were involved in the infamous drink driving at after Derby County's bonding session last week, which left the team team captain out of the game for at least at least fifteen months, and some say that he'll never play again. I find out today that now Lawrence has been named in the Welsh squad. Mm, yeah. Now, I'm, I think back to an, when I got on my eye also about Ben Stokes, when he was banned before it went to court and it wasn't, you know, and in the end he, he was found not guilty. I mean, these two ain't going to be found not guilty, um, allegedly. Um, but uh. I think Derby have got this massively wrong. I think Wales should be ashamed of themselves, and I think the football authorities want the kicking. Well, this um, team bonding evening ended with the two lads running away from an accident where their player was seriously well, captain seriously, was seriously captain injured. was seriously injured and left him in the car. Yes. That's a good bit of bonding. It's brilliant bonding, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, that's just the way that... Um, but as long as, um, as, as as long as the lad's been picked to play for Wales and not drive the bus, they should be all right. <laughs> I mean, that's the way you've got to look at it. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> what do you... Because I, it is laughable. That's I, the only way you can I, respond I think to it's just scandalous. It's just It ridiculous. is scandalous. Yeah, it's, 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 it's just, you know, football yeah. has a way of digging its own ground. And they've done it. And that I is mean, just... I'm not a Derby fan, I've never have been a Derby fan, no. but that, to me, is just... I just can't believe it. I, I just cannot believe it. Did you watch football last night? The Scousers? No, I... 3-0 three, I, I, up, I, I, back to 3-all, before they won ten minutes to go. I, I listened to it on the radio, and when they were 3-0 up, I um, went and... Uh, Made myself a cup of coffee and thought, right, well, that's it. Just a matter of how many they get now. And when I came back, it was 3 2. It's brilliant because when you read the paragraph, it says, But Salzburg, like Liverpool, have scored goals for fun this season, 40 in nine league matches, and began the fight back when Hang He Chan got the better of Virgil van Dyke. Oh, it's going to be a long night, this is. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, well done to Liverpool. I mean, it's. They, they won it, so that's. Um, they got three points. And so did your friends at Chelsea. Um, most rugby players... I'm moving on quickly. Most <laughs> rugby players are desperate to get on a flight, which takes them to the World Cup. But Wales lock Adam Beard is glad he missed it. Beard was taken ill at Heathrow Airport as Wales waited to board their flight to Japan. And within hours, he was undergoing keyhole surgery in Cardiff to remove an inflamed appendix. 
Speaking 12 days after rejoining the squad in Japan, the 23-year-old Osprey player reflected on his rehabilitation after narrowly avoiding what would have been almost certain death. Um, He's not played yet, but uh, apparently he's now fit for Wales. (laughs) Unbelievable. Uh, It's just... um yeah <laughs> isn't it it's unbelievable yeah. there's no other word for that um, George Ford is again at fly off and Captain Owen Farrell at inside centre as England face Ar- Argentina I think that one's on Saturday morning England's picked uh, their, their strongest pos- possible side um, for this for this one uh, so uh, I think that's Saturday morning sorted out yeah <clears throat> um, I think the um after a couple of uh, shocks, the Rugby World Cup is about taking shape, isn't it? It was a good yes. win for uh, a, g- a good win to nothing for Ireland today, which mean- puts them one way away. Well, it's, w- one win away from the. Is uh, this like that player who played for Bruges last night, wasn't it? One win away. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know the. Um, <clears throat> it, it was. Um, I was looking at the Salzburg team, and they seem to have Salzburg uh, even, yeah, not yeah, Bruges, but, but, yeah. But Salzburg seem to have um, three. Uh, players who are either Korean or uh, some sort of. You know, well, the lad that come on at eighteen, they, they say he's going to be the um, the the big star of the future, and I might have learned how to say his name by then. <laughs> um, Gareth Southgate dropped Deli Ali and Jesse Lingard, and he's not picked <sighs> Kyle Walker again. He's not. Um, it's no wonder he's not picked Deli Ali. Yeah, but previous England managers would have done, I think. No, but Deli Alley is um he's only played three games for Tottenham this season. Uh, one of those was against Colchester. And um it was woeful the other night. You know, I mean you get picked on current form, not on your reputation. Well that's how it should be, but it's not always been the case, has it? No, but Pochettino I agree said, I agree with uh, you, that's how it should be. Two years ago Pochettino said that Deli Alley was the best twenty one year old footballer in the world. Maybe it was two years ago, but he's not the best twenty three year old. It was a twenty three year old he's well done a pecking order in it, it, Tottenham, it, never mind England. Um he, he's he's gone. And let's just quickly talk about um the hundred. The cricket tournament that's taking place yeah. in July and August next year. Um, they've actually um chosen today the um the England Red Bull players. Now, I, I thought and thought incorrectly that it was basically the teams that play at the grounds that it is. You know, it was going to be Nottinghamshire and Warwickshire and Yorkshire, but it's not, is it? I it don't is know. Not. So you've got Birmingham Phoenix, London I've, Spirit. I've, I've not studied this, so you'll, you'll educate okay. me. Now. Mansfield, uh, Manchester Originals, <laughs> Mansfield, Manchester Originals, the Northern Superchargers, the Oval Invincibles, the Southern Brave, the Trent Rockets, and the Welsh Fire. And today they was all allowed to choose one England Red Bull International, but he had to live in the basic area. So Stokes. Um, there was a geographical element to the draft which meant Stokes was initially only eligible to play for the Northern Superchargers um, <clears throat> who was allowed to pick Yorkshire and Durham players so that's exactly what they did they picked Ben Stokes Darren Lehman is the actual coach of the Northern Superchargers which meant that Joe Root and Johnny Burstow was out of it so as a second choice, they become available to the other clubs, and Joe Root will be playing for the Trent Rockets. Oh, at, um, obviously Trent Bridge. 
Yeah. So, so Joe and Johnny Burstow is going to play for Welsh Fire. Is he? Down in, in, in Cardiff. So, the, the, the big names, Chris Wokes um, and Moen Alley are at Birmingham. Not such big names, Rory Burns and the Welsh captain, Ewan Morgan, are in London. Josh Butler's in, in Manchester. We've done Ben Stokes, Sam Curran, Tom Curran and Jason Roy at uh, the Oval. Joffre Archer is with Southern Brave. And um, we've done the other two. And the other two names that they've named at the Trent Rockets today are Harry Gurney and Alex Ailes. Mm. So the build it up there. I think that the next batch is going to be um, the international players coming into it. I, I, I so it's going to be a bit like an all-star <laughs> teams, isn't it? I've, I've just thought of a great response to Alex Hales there, but I can't use it before nine o'clock. No, you, <laughs> you, you can't use before nine I like Alex Hales. I think he's a cracking uh, cricketer. Uh, hmm. <laughs> Time for this. It's the birthdays. Oh. We, we, we haven't done them for a month, so um, you have no problem with these. A couple of um, Googlies in there, because they're not oh. quite sports people. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, the, but they are my heroes, so we talk about them. Right, October the 1st, 1936. Duncan Edwards. Duncan Edwards. Uh, some people say the best footballer that uh, there's ever been. And then tragically, we will never know because um, if you go to Dudley, uh, where we won't be far away from on Saturday uh, with a flow serve, if you go to Dudley, in the graveyard at Dudley is uh, Duncan Edwards's grave. And uh, if you go uh, just up the path to the church, there's a wonderful picture in stained glass of Duncan Edwards in the church window. Obviously, uh, he tremendously sadly died at Munich because of the pictures that have been seen all over the world of him sit, actually sitting up in bed and he, he actually asked um, Jimmy Busby when's our, when's our next game boss and then he died sometime after the rest of the uh, people in the Munich disaster and uh, absolutely magnificent footballer could play up front at the back all over the, and it, it was it was an 18 year old Bobby Moore and Bobby Charlton rolled into one, and it was such a tragedy. Out of all the Munich tragedies, Duncan Edwards was the one that was the last to football the greatest, I think. I just want to just go back to the, the, the Derby players, because I've, I've, I've had a message coming, and I do thank people for sending messages in. Um, the Derby fans I know say the players should not be playing. Well, that tells me the Derby fans have got more morals than what their club have got. Well, <coughs> they shouldn't be playing. While the incident is still being investigated, then it is ridiculous that uh, they should be even playing club football, but international football is, is letting down a country, not just a club. Um, October the 2nd in 1957, and this one might just test you, Wade Dooley. Rugby union. Well done. Well done. He was also a policeman. Uh, ma you wouldn't argue with him if you were falling over a bag of chips at night. It was a massive block, wasn't it? It was like a lamppost. I think he played, uh, certainly in the pack, obviously, but I think he played number eight. Um, but uh, as a northern lad, uh, and uh, a great figurehead of, of English rugby union. Okay, well done, you. Mm. Time for a, time for a googly. October the 3rd, 1916. James Herriot. 
Um, James Harriet wrote the wonderful books uh, about um, the Yorkshire life as a Yorkshire vet, and um, because he was himself a Yorkshire vet, and uh, it's basically the the books are autobiographies, but they've been put into uh, TV series and and films magnificently. And and um, and it's all creatures great and small. All, all creatures great mm. and small. But if you actually read the books, mm. the books are brilliant. They are. They are brilliant. enchanting. Oh, they are. They are. They, they are beautifully written. Uh, and 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 the best bit uh, of the books is about when he falls in love with his wife Helen, and then, and then during his courting days. And that is a that that's one of the greatest love stories ever told. I, I thought Robert Hardy played Seafried Farden yes. to yes. perfection. Yeah, yeah, quality. Acting at its absolute best. <coughs> yeah. um, October the 4th, 1931, getting back to sports, and I know you're going to have a lot to say about this, man. October the 4th, 1931, uh, Basil D'Oliveira. Yeah, um, <coughs> wonderful cricketer, but uh, was unwittingly caught up in the apartheid row. And, um, and it wasn't really his fault, was it? But he didn't have to get dumped off from a great height because of it. And, um, you know, it's, um, it was great that, um, uh, his, was it his son, went, Damien, went on to play for Worcestershire and was a fine cricketer. Um, that, that's, that, that's in the days when I, I used to watch, um, Lancashire and Yorkshire cricket avidly in the days when, uh, the county championship was king. It was at them days, I'm afraid yeah. it's not now. Um, I've got three names that we'd lost in this week. One 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 sport and two and two heroes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the one sport might just beat you. I I have to try and beat you. Okay. October the fourth, nineteen ninety three, Jim Holton died. Jim Holton? Mm. Manchester United centre half. Blast. <laughs> I nearly said something else actually. Uh, Six foot two, eyes, eyes of blue. blue. Big Jim, Jim Holton's after, after you. you. You've yeah, got it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that, that was in the Doherty days of Manchester yeah, United. Yeah, it wasn't was, wasn't it? It? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brian, Martin Buchan alongside him one day. Or? Can I tell yeah. a story? You can, as long as it's clean. And oh, it's, it's just Martin Buchan. I mean, as a journalist, I I, I, I grind my teeth, but uh, as a as a as someone who admires a quip, Martin Buchan was approached by a journalist as he came out of the Manchester United dressing room, and the journalist said, Martin, could I just have a quick word? And he went, velocity, and walked off. <laughs> 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 yeah, OK, fair yeah. comment. Um, right, two, two heroes. Um, ev- two of... Le- they are everybody's heroes. Oh, that's all right, then. October the 4th, 2010, Norman Wisdom. <laughs> Uh, well, there you go. I mean, the, the the you only have to say the words, and and, and people laugh. Yeah, because he was. I mean, like sort of, at the age of eighty, he was still you know walking on for interviews like sort of with Wogan or Parkinson or whoever it was, and doing a you know tripping up on his on his way to the interview and smashing onto the studio floor at the age of eighty. And isn't he a legend somewhere? He is he's a, he's a folk hero. Oh, the man. Uh, a folk hero in, um, oh, oh, it, it, communist like, country beginning with A. Albania. Albania, yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. And the hit, and he's like yes. sort of, you know, a, a god. A godlike figure yeah, in yeah, Albania. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> October the 3rd, 2005, somebody else who was as brilliant, Ronnie Barker. 
absolutely. I mean, I still sit at home at night and watch porridge and, yeah. and, o- and open all hours. I, I just, uh, it's just. I, I, I didn't really. Uh, we, nothing to do with sport, but I'm enjoying. No, it, so. but we, we've we've discussed this before. I didn't really like open all hours because that is just what Yorkshire's like, and therefore I didn't really find it funny. I mean, it had a legendary cast, but but porridge. It was just apps. The, the way he did, you know. The but you know what we spoke absolutely. about. We'll get back to sport eventually. Don't don't worry, folks. We spoke about James Elliott shows and Robert Harday. Didn't Fulton Mackay as Mister Mac? Oh, as Mister Mackay. <laughs> Didn't he make porridge? He just <laughs> made it. A wonderful Dower Scotsman. How he kept a straight face <laughs> like he did, because some of those lines were absolutely fantastic. And Richard Beckinsale as the young lad yeah. in 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 in, uh, in, in, in Fletcher's cell, absolutely remarkable. You know, just uh, absolutely brilliant acting. One event, because I'll, I'll be accused of not talking sport. So one event. It's a sporting event on October the first, nineteen seventy-five. Something called the Thriller in Manila. Um, Muhammad Ali against Joe Frazier and um, a bit like taking um, football and world athletics to Qatar who the hell would take a boxing match to Manila when it's in the middle of the jungle just proves they did it for money in them days yeah it's, it's, it was all about money I mean they've, they've got one coming up haven't they is it Tyson Fury or uh, Anthony Joshua, they're taking it to Yeah, some... but in, in them days you wanted to watch it. Now, it didn't bother me in the slightest. No, but, I mean, it, it, it was an awesome fight. And uh, there's there, there, there's some fantastic documentaries have been made about it since. But um, if I, th- I think there's one... I mean, Harry Carpenter must have had a fantastic life because he loved his boxing and he got paid to go to places like that. You know, yeah. it m- must have been an absolute joy. Yeah, that, it's, it's, that, folks, is what we call the birthday game. And oh, that was a good one tonight. One, yeah. one, one or two of them even involve sport. <laughs> Coming up next, our roundup of last weekend's. But the best ones were the bits that didn't. Yeah. <laughs> our roundup of um, last weekend's footy matches that didn't involve flow serving new at town. Round about court date, we're going to try and get hold of Matt Wade. Matt um, took over as. Manager at, the, at the, the the wonderful Curtain Brickworks at the start of the season, so it's high time we find out how they they're getting on. And Matt's going to join us on the phone to um, to give us an update. Tell, um, me, tell me again how they got their name, Curtain Brickworks, because they play next to Brickworks. That that's basically it, is it? Yes. And they couldn't think of anything wittier than that. Well, it's why it was called <laughs> it was why it was called Wormton and Simpsons and Ransom Rolls. It's basically a works team. Uh, and it still technically is a works team because the brickworks is still working. Is it a working brickworks? Yeah. Oh, I, I just n- never knew this, that yeah, story. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Okay. Let's um, very quickly run the roll over flow serve and tanks. We, we deal with them quite substantially on a Monday night. Have you heard the news? Yes. Flow serve um, beat their opponents who come all the way from Shrewsbury, a three out each way round trip, and uh, <sighs> it strikes me as an awful long way to play step five football. I think it's quite simply stupid to be honest <laughs> um to expect people to travel yeah, yeah. a six hour round trip to play a game of step five football yeah. i think it's just it's just ridiculous um anyway flow serve one danny meadows scored a brace flow serve stay fourth 
um, Danny got man of the match and they find out today that on the back of five wins out of five in September they are the Midlands Football League team of the month now normally the team of the month is a kiss of death we'll find that one out on Saturday I've got mm. absolutely no doubt as the injury list seems to get longer and longer but anyway well done Flo Surf and I believe um, you're on board with us to Starport yes Radio Newark Sport is having a day out so um, <laughs> we're going to we're taking we're going to Starport so um, New, Newark Town um hiccuped maybe slightly at Retford three all as joins it told us they should have won it but they lost it on penalties and flooded it cup um it obviously upset them because there was six nil up inside 22 minutes against uh, a rather hapless Sutton um side from Mansfield um Steve Carty 2 Ben Costell Lewis Chambers 3 James Evans and Kieran Job man of the match was Ricky North and, Stow- and Town stay top I think they got a five point lead at the top of that table and as I keep saying as I keep rattling on about they'll never ever have a better chance of promotion but, but if, to step six than they've got this season with that team and that management if you're 6-0 up and you finish 8-2 you aren't locking up. I think if you're sixing up at 20 minutes and you finish 8 0, then you. 8 0, fair it is. 8 2, come on, yeah, what's happening? It's, um, yeah. Heads on. Um, 220 at Flow Serve, another 70 at Newark Town, and another 200 plus at the Rugby Club. Mm. Over 500 Newark people out watching grassroots <clears throat> yeah. sport on Saturday afternoon. Well done, Newark people. Well done, Newark, because there is not another town in the entire country that could. Rely that, on that, that numbers sort of for that level. Yeah, exactly. one, one step five, one step seven, and one division two of the East Midlands League. You know, it ain't bad, is it? The only uh, team to have beaten Flow Serve this season was on Bank Holiday Monday in August, and that was South Normanton, and they did a cracking job and came to Lowfields and won one nil. Good experience. Attendance Saturday seventy eight at South mm. Normanton. There you go. There was another 60 watching Collingham draw three all with Retford United. Reece Stanley, Mark Sinclair and Matt Ward scoring the goals. Collingham 11th place in the table. Um, That's 11 out of 15. It's going to be a hard-ish season. I'm absolutely sure the guys at Collingham will see him and point him in the right direction. But it's very rare that there are everybody's success in the same area somebody has to suffer and you know i'm not siding with anybody because newark towns had their bad seasons mm. and christ flow serves had their bad seasons <laughs> um you know I've, I've been there when they've lost 15 nil um and calling them around to work for anything to get mm. this season so you know well well done Collingham well done the 60 that attended there and a free all against draw against Retford United ain't a bad result is it no no it's the same result as the league leaders got four days previous that, that, that is a cracking result because um, we've seen Retford United and, and they are a team to be reckoned with and um, you know I was surprised that Damo came on last week and sounded so disappointed about sort of only drawing with Retford United. That is some result when you consider where Newark Town were last season. I, I think Damo has set his standards and he's set them standards high. And I think he's probably got to set them standards. I think he's doing the same as what Roachie and Kirky d- did. Nothing apart from perfection will do. And everything else is second best, and he won't accept second best. I, I think he's doing a fantastic job, but I think this week he's proven he can't drive a ship. 
<laughs> Actually, it's a boat, but... Um, <laughs> um, there, there is... For all of you sports people out there, um, go on to Facebook. If you don't follow Damo Parkinson, <laughs> stick his name in there. He has put some photos on, on Facebook today, and the photo of Gary Atwood... Oh, that's not on Facebook, is, is it? Yes, oh, the photo gosh. of Gary Atwood is an absolute gem. I shall be using it time and time again, oh. so you will see it, but it is an absolute <laughs> gem. One place that Gary Atwood did not want to be today mm. was in the North Sea, by judging by that picture. Yep, yep. Hopefully... Hopefully, if he's got his land legs back, he's with us next Tuesday night. Whatever happy bunny would look like, that is the exact top it of is, it, isn't, isn't it? it? Yeah. <laughs> Harrowby United, <laughs> um, they're in the United Counties Division 1, which is step 6. They drew one all with Budbrook St. Michael's, a Billy Stubbs penalty. The Arras, as Harrowby are called, um, are ninth. That's mid-table. Mid um, <clears throat> Newark Connections and Flosa Connections mm. are at at Harrowby, the goalkeepers there. I think one of the forwards from last season, David Kalapo. The David Kalapo, yeah. Um, um, uh, he's he's there as well. I think um, Adibuali is there in goal. Um, uh, ben Hage is at right back, and um, and Panda Ailes is yeah, plays yeah. for them as well. So we've got lots of connections um, over at at, Harrow, at Harrowby, and we wish them well. Grand from Town season gets even more complicated, Tony. Son. They're Saturday. at Lowfields tonight, aren't they? Sorry? They're at Lowfields They're at Lowfields, yes. Um, they beat Radcliffe Borough 4-0, which was a, you know, a brilliant result, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that put Grantham 6 in the ta- in the table. Greg Smith, a name that many of you will know, um, scoring one of the goals. Then on Wednesday night, they, they played at the Mears against 18th place Ashton, and lost 4-0. Is that Ashton United? Yeah. They're good. Well, the league table don't say they are. No, but they beat uh, Sam Agar's new team, Pontefract Colliery, didn't they, in the uh, FA Cup? OK, well, they're probably picking up then, but... Uh, no, that's Ashton United, a uh, respected uh, club in the Manchester area. But if you win 4-0 on Saturday and lose 4-0 on Wednesday, that's got you, that's got you head scratching, Yeah, it? it's, 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 it's a bad result for the gingerbreads, but uh, I, I think Ashton's league table position is very false. Okay, okay. Southall, not senior league. They beat um, Woodfolk Park Rangers um, by three goals to one. Now that is the team I think that was in Division Two with Flosive yeah. two, three yeah. seasons ago, and they've gone name, yeah. straight through um, into top. It looks like they found the level. Um, City are fifth in fifth place, only three points off the top. Um, Bradley a piece of McDonald that's a good Southwell name isn't it <laughs> Bradley piece McDonald uh, he, he scored he scored two and Ben Selby scored another one uh, and the man of the match w- was a name that we all know Ant Brown oh right because uh, he's been causing chaos for a number of years at Southwell <laughs> Week <even. laughs> we love him we love him dearly because he's, he's, he's an absolute dedicated yeah, total yeah, to Southwell yeah, isn't yeah. he um Again, a good win for Southall. My football, you know, nobody's really struggling, and that's a good win for Southall. There's an awful lot of talk that Southall are beginning to make noises yeah. about moving, which will almost certainly have to be to Brinkley. Yeah, they're the moving to uh, next to the Orchards Golf Club that I used to be a member at, and uh, if you play in the 
the seventh hole uh, you play alongside the football pitches. That used to be raucous on a Saturday morning. They've got a good setup on the football pitches at Brinkley, and it, as we know, sadly, because I love Bishop's Drive like the next man, you know, they've got to move away from, from their spiritual home, haven't they? Football, unfortunately, is has moved on from from Bishop's Drive, hasn't it? Mm. It's it, it, it's sad. I think I'm going to talk about it in a minute. But Bourne Town, they they they, <coughs> they yeah. can't go anywhere because one side of the ground is a hedge. Yeah. Um. But it's it was it was lovely to hear Jonesy on Monday night talk very fondly about his days at Bourne Town. He loved being at Bourne Town. Mm. Um. He 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 didn't. He 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 took Newark Town there two or three seasons on the trot for mm. friendlies with him and was yeah. always made so well good. Lovely club. Yeah. Lovely little town, really. Town in the middle I've of I've never been. No? Either town or club. No, it, it is. It's lovely stand. Yeah? Oh, it's just, oh, it's just something, yeah. But the other side's a hedge. Yes. Well, there's a hedge in the public footpath behind one of the goals. And because it's a pu- public footpath, obviously they can't do anything with it. Yeah, yeah. So they can't get promotion from where they are. Ah. Because, you know, your ground has to be totally enclosed, 64,000-seater, all singing, all dancing, stadium, for, to get 70 people in. But over the course of 25 years at the Advertiser, some of my happiest Saturday afternoons were spent at Bishop's Drive. Going there on the bus, on the, on the top deck of a double-decker bus. It was a lovely trip through Upton and all those places. And being able to see over the hedges, and especially when you go over Kellam Bridge, absolutely wonderful. We used to go to Forest on the old Gashes buses. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you used to take longer to get there than the match. Um, <laughs> as Lockton, they, they <laughs> lost their um, manager. Yeah. Simon um, Dawes. We're, we're, we've got a contact for Simon Dawes. Um, very kindly, I've got a contact. I'm, I'm going to get in touch with him sometime, and then I'm going to get Simon. Good, on, because, on, because he's on, a top on the show. And I hear tonight on, on the on the ground hopper grapevine that um, probably not too surprisingly, Simon Dawes' first signing, Julian Jochim. <laughs> he's coming back from Gibraltar to play for Bordentown. Isn't he blessed him? Well, he goes everywhere Simon goes, doesn't he? Apart from Gibraltar. He must be about 41 now, Jim. I know, but uh, he can still do the job. Interesting, going back to Aslockton, OK, they beat Woolerton 3-1, which is no mean feat. I saw Julian Jurchin play at the city ground for the England under-18s, captained by Sol Campbell in the European Championships final. <laughs> and there was a free bar. Okay. Um, see the second half. Right, going back to us, Lockton, um, <laughs> they climbed four places, four places to to thirteen. Interesting scorers: Jack Rob, Kieran Wall, yeah, and Sam Winch. And they've announced three new signings on Saturday: Chris Bennett, Jack Rob, and Kyle Nicholson. Oh, really? So our grand upper tells me. Is that, is that pitch side, Dave? If all this information is correct, I've worked very hard all weekend. If all this pitch information is incorrect, it's Dave Pickerel that's done it. <laughs> but if Kyle has gone to us, <laughs> if Kyle's gone to us, Lockton, that's a plus for us, Lockton. Too right. Yeah, it's um, 
Yeah, that 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 is that that's a very good signing. No game for Highcombe Town. No game for Lincoln Moorlands. It's obviously some sort of bank holiday in Lincolnshire over last last weekend. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> um, Bingham Town in the Knots Senior League. Um, they went to Attenborough and won six nil. Um, Bingham's six win on the bounce. He tells me Bingham are on fire. Eight games played. Um, <clears throat> Nine, nine scored at home. Seven, seven tw- twenty-nine goals scored in total. When he came, when uh, Pickside <coughs> Dave was in uh, last Thursday, he told us, he told us of a, of a massive Bingham scoreline, didn't he? As well? Yeah. So, um, mm. I think they've they're um, flying. No names I know um, scoring the goals, but um, as you say, I don't think I'll know them either because I've but not, again, not seen Bingham if years. I know the Bingham Town Grand, they're going nowhere. No. No, it's, it's very much. Um, they probably don't want to go anywhere. I don't, I, I, I don't think they're that sort of club. Actually, I think they're just happy to, um, you know, yeah, have, have a good night in. Uh, um, well, quickly look at where Bingham. the football is this weekend, and then we'll go through what else on this weekend after we've spoken to Matt. So, Flowsave are going to Starport Swifts. Um, that's tenth v fourth. Um, remarkably, though, it's only the second away game in the league, as he put for the works. Good lad, you use the proper nickname. Um, so only the second second away match for them. So we'll, it'll be interesting to see just how they um, how they do get on. Apparently, Starport play at Walsh's Meadow. It's not on been s- Collar Works since you were a lad. <laughs> in st- obviously, they are in Starport <laughs> on seven. The ground is located behind the sports centre. And if you want to go to Starport, apart from the fact that you've got to fill the car with petrol, it will cost you <laughs> seven pound to get in. At Starport, yes, seven pound. They're an established mid-table side, and they've been in the Premier League for over seven seasons. That's all right for you and your concessions, your APs. <laughs> seven pound. <laughs> um, Newark Town are going to to Renishaw. Rovers, uh, that is at uh, Stone Close, apparently. Um, last time out, Rennie Shaw won 5 2 in the league. It's a game that Newark Town should win, but it won't be easy. It sounds like somebody that Melchester Rovers are playing. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> Deepest yacht, yeah. <laughs> um, Collingham at home to, to Dromfield Town Reserves, 11th against 10th. Three points to Collingham on Saturday, wouldn't be a bad idea. No. <coughs> it will put a gap between them and the bottom. Uh, Harrowby are away to Aylston Park, which is where I think you went to see the Vars first round. That's who... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just, you know, in your own time, don't... Well, it, 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 didn't, it didn't actually register because... Just try and keep Obviously, up. we were against County Hall, weren't we, who shared yes. that ground. Yes, you've got there now, haven't yeah. you? Yeah. Sometimes it's the same day, if I'm lucky. I used to blame it on the drink. Grantham have no game. It's a Lincolnshire disease, you see, uh, because their opponents, Warrington, have cup commitments. I'll talk about the FA Cup if we get time. Southall are away to to Wollerton, um, as Lockton are in the cup away to Bilbra Town at the Harvey Haddam Sports Complex. Curtin we're going to talk about with Matt. Icom Town are in Junior Cup at Moulton Seas End. <laughs> no idea. While Lincoln Morelands are in the Junior Cup at home to Louth Town. Bingham Town are also playing cup football. They're playing Gedlin Southport. Southport? Southbank. Wherever you're going to watch football this weekend, do try and enjoy it. And do try and support the team and don't get too hostile against the other team. We're going to talk next, hopefully, to the Brickies. And, as I promised you, we're going to talk about the Brickies, um, with the Brickies manager. Tony wanted to know first... Oh, first of all, 
Good evening, welcome back to uh, Radio Note Sport to Matt Wade, who's sitting on the other end of the telephone. Matt, first of all, Tony wants to know why it's called Curtain Brickworks. <laughs> yeah, good evening, mate. Good evening, Tony. Hey, up, mate. Um, I mean, it's pretty obvious, really. Um, well, it is to me and you. This is Tony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so Tony the Smith ground... Here. Nothing's obvious. <laughs> <laughs> so the ground is obviously <laughs> situated in uh, in Kern, which is on the uh, on the Brickworks facility there. So um, it's on uh, Cocking Hill Lane, and uh, it's called Curtain Brickworks. And there's clue is probably about 50,000 bricks around the ground. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Um, I think you... <laughs> I think you started quite well because you went in there with basically no setup, no team, no nothing. Um, I think if you look back on the first six weeks of the season, you'll maybe be quite satisfied. Yeah, I, I'll probably, yeah, I'll probably agree with that. I think we're probably a, a game down of where we probably should be in terms of a, like a result, maybe a win or a draw down. But uh, yeah, realistically, I think um, uh, Tony, the chairman down there, was potentially looking at sort of having a year out folding the club maybe uh, was kind of struggling and uh, I've sort of gone in yeah like you say he picked up the pieces a little bit and uh, yeah I think we've got three wins a draw and, and two defeats and probably out one of the, one of those defeats we perhaps should have picked up another draw or a win but yeah I think it's a reasonable start and yeah I'm quite pleased with where we are at the moment so yeah not not too bad and you took a very good West Bridgeford side all the way to um, to penalties in the cup yeah excellent um a bit of a make-up of some of the lads that perhaps weren't quite good, good enough for the Bridgeford first team that sit in the uh, East Midlands counties. But uh, I mean, let me tell you, there were some very good lads in there, and uh, yeah, we should have perhaps perhaps nicked it at the end. I think uh, we had a golden chance, and uh, as you know yourself, you go to penalties and uh, ends up being a lottery really. And I think we lost four-two on penalties. So yeah, you know, very pleased with the effort, and uh, yeah, just unfortunate not to get the result really. And you've got yourself a new assistant manager. Yes, at the moment, but it's it's uh, it's a, it's kind of unofficial, but it's official. Um, official now, we, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're just we're just sort of uh, you know sort of dotting the i's, crossing the t's, and then we'll sort of announce it officially. But yeah, uh, we're looking to get somebody else in. Uh, so shall we leave bit... the name out of it for tonight, then? <laughs> yeah, we'll leave the name out of it for tonight <laughs> because it's, uh, it'd be a bit unfair on the lad. Um, but. Uh, yeah, just just looking to get somebody in that's probably a little bit more uh, local to the area, maybe um, with a bit more sort of uh, Mansfield, sort of Ollerton experience that may have a little bit more uh, pulling power in that area than what I do. So um, yeah, when we are looking for some some young lads, we need to grow the club. You know, we've got some experienced guys, but as you know yourself, you've got to bring a bit of youth into you know to help help these guys that can't run quite as fast as they used to so <laughs> <laughs> is it just a yeah. one team club at the, at the moment then 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 matter is it have you, have we got a youth set up there is that or are you, are, are you building this from from a base yeah so um they did have a reserve side uh, unfortunately that that had to fold to sort of um fill fill the first team so um no at the moment there is no there is no youth set up down there really so it's just a it's just the first team. I mean, you know, the project is to to try and get Curran back into into Step Seven football uh, within the next two seasons. Uh, whether, whether that's through the league or whether we apply and we get graded for our facilities, but that's the plan. Um, whether two years is realistic, I don't know. But uh, you know, it'd be nice to sort of get us back there. I mean, that's where they've come from, so you know, that's where I'd like to get back again, really, if possible. And what sort of Newark contingent have you took over there with you? 
Um, I think a few lads will recognise some of the old flow serve reserve lads um, the, the, you know, that have played. It was obviously Ricky, uh, Ricky O'Connell was down there. Um, it was obviously uh, Liam Knott. I think Liam plays for flow serve on the 23s uh, in, a, in the midweek league, I believe, at the moment. Um, we've just signed on uh, Joe, Joe Bilton as well. So he's hopefully making his debut this week or, or some part. Um, there's, uh, there's Ryan Ashley that's obviously ex Newark Town and, uh, and Flow Serve as well and then there's a few lads that are from the area that have played in the sort of Newark and surrounding area as well so um, yeah quite a few familiar lads to me and I'm sure some people will know those lads for sure so lots of names will know and when Pitchside Dave con- contacts you because we talk about you every single week um, this weekend um, you're in cup action again no, it's actually been changed. Um, you see, you can't, get, you, you can't get the staff. He, he, <laughs> he, he, goes and, he goes and names assistant managers that's not not signed the piece of paper, mm. and now he tells me you're not playing in the cup. You can get the staff. No, just um, unfortunately, I think I think with Beeston, not Beeston, I beg your pardon, uh, I think he, uh, Best would have uh, pulled out from the league, so I think it, it, uh, it messed a few fixtures up, so it had to be restructured. So, we're, we've got another tough game away this week away to Radford Radford Reserves um, but they've been really strong at the start of the season so that's a league game we're in action this week it's away a league match he's got Radford but he's got Cup so it's actually a league match so you're playing for three points Matt <laughs> the, the best of luck um, we'll catch up with all the Kirton news again next week and we'll get you back on the phone in three or four weeks time and then you can tell us how it's all going forward and you can even tell us who the new assistant manager is <laughs> all right, Terry. Cheers. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Cheers, Mick. Thanks. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Bye. It's like moving house 21 times a season, says Joint Chairman Alex Petterham. We arrive for our home games at someone else's ground in a different county, set up, play, pack up, and go home. Welcome to Gloucester City, a non league <laughs> club with 136 years' history, the last 12 of which have been spent on the move since floods destroyed their Meadow Park ground. Oh Without a permanent home and nowhere to store anything, Gloucester's kit man puts the balls, bibs, cones that's used for training in his garden shed, while Chloe Lees, the physio, transports a treatment table for the dressing room <coughs> to the games in the back of her Nissan Micra. Since 2007, the National League North Club have uh, entered grand share arrangements with four different clubs and currently play 25 miles away from Gloucester in the Worcestershire town of Evesham. You've got to be pretty committed to support a team which involves a 15-mile round trip for a home match, um, <clears throat> says Dave Jones, who's been a Gloucester fan for 40 years. Played at another ground has made life very difficult. You lose all your supporters and they may never come back. Eventually the hardcore supporters drift away and you're on your own. This weekend, a dedicated group of Gloucester fans will make a 480-mile round trip to North Yorkshire for the team's FA Cup third qualifying round tie against Whitby Town. With £11,250 on offer to the winners, it's a huge match as Gloucester finally look to go back to to Meadow Park, where they last played 4,541 days ago. Isn't that proper? Football. Proper football, yeah. But but this is like so people will be thinking because it's Gloucester of the old uh, children's nursery rhyme that Dr. Foster went to Gloucester. It and, did rain as well. Uh, yeah, and it did, but actually that was in America. That that's where that uh <coughs> children's You've nursery got rhyme. to go and spoil it, and no, 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 there is hundreds of kids <laughs> listening to <laughs> listening to this <laughs> on on iPads and 
Well, Alexa things or whatever it's called in Gloucester, and you have gone and ruined it for them. No, no, it's, You've gone and ruined it for till them. Wait I get on to Santa, kids. They'll be devastated. <laughs> Unbelievable, Mr. Smith. <laughs> sorry. Unbelievable. I'm sorry, ch- children. Sorry, children. Do not believe a word he tells you. Nobody else does. <laughs> <laughs> New at Rugby Club are going to Dronfield this weekend. Dronfield are one of only three teams in that division that's actually played two and won two, which, if nothing else, tells you it's going to be a tight division. Mm. Um, but it's going to be just a fairly hard, hard game, I think, for for Newark. And <coughs> it's always a bit of a mud bath at Dronfield. Yeah. And the fact that copious amounts of rain seems to have dropped out of the sky in the last few days... I also don't think it's going to suit Newark. Which Dronfield is that? Derbyshire. Ah, not the one up near... Uh, Scarborough way. No. No, no. Sure that's not in America? No, no. I only know that because I saw it on a Billy Connolly thing. <laughs> <laughs> Four nights a week I get this. At least you can turn it off. Um... You even polished your glasses tonight, weren't you? I did. I did. I saw two of you at one stage. (laughs) Um, Newark Hockey Club's men, first um, home league match of the season when they take on, I think it's Beast and Force or something like that. But when hockey play Beaston, you're playing the top team, yeah, aren't you? In the, yeah. You know, whatever Beeston team you're playing, you're playing the, you know, ones that play on posh pitches and wear lovely kits and are pampered and everything. D- so it's always nice to get one over Beeston. They're the one that's on the water-based yes, surface? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Atwood wouldn't like it. Um, <laughs> well, I'll pass to what is, what is not a water-based... I mean, if it rains like this, it will be. Not a water-based service at the Magnus. Um... Great things are expected of hockey men this season. So, we'll yeah. see. Alex Davis is back, which is a big, ma- a massive plus. Went, yeah. went to Boots and the grass wasn't, or the artificial, wasn't greener. So, he's, um, he's come back, good lad. <laughs> the ladies are at home to Nottingham Trent University. That's in the 11am pushback. Oh, yeah. I'm impressed. And uh, Notts Youth League big matches, Fondon against Long Bennington. These two have been arch enemies as they've grown up through the ranks and now they find themselves in the under-18s Premier oh. League. Um, and they're still no doubt going to be arch-enemies. Half-past ten at the Magnus <laughs> for that one. One new at town take on Hucknut 12.30 at the Sports Village. While on Sunday, a um, bit of a local derby in the tennis, the tennis ladies go to Cornton. It's also, believe it or not, FA Cup week. Um, I like the FA Cup at this stage, at this stage, I get bored with it. Yeah, come January, but I like it at um, at this stage. Um, so it's, it it is FA Cup week, um, and I just want to finish off because the B I've had in my bonnet most well since yesterday is Liverpool and the ineligible player and the ineligible player and uh, the the grand oppers and people who are interested in local football have really gone for it. Um, in contrast, but a different competition, Leverhead, R-E-Y-M-C-A, whatever that means, were expelled from the FA Cup in 2018 for playing an illegible player. All over an unpaid £10 yellow card fine. Cost the club thousands. Perhaps the guy who announced it 
over the phone was actually um, a scouter so it could have been the fielded an unintelligible player <laughs> fully agree with Alan shameful that the Premier League clubs with all their resources get a slap on the wrist and yet as you say non-league clubs with hard working volunteers get kicked out of cup competitions for the same offence absolutely spot on FC United and Manchester you'll like this one were kicked out of a cup yeah. competition last season after reaching the final yeah. just because of a slight admin error it stinks <laughs> and it does stink Tony it, it, it does. It, it should be pointed out that, all joking apart, this isn't the fault of Liverpool Football Club. It is the fault of the EFL wanting the big names into their, it's staying in their competition. And as we said last night, if it had been the other way around, MK Dons had won, but fielded an ineligible player, then MK Dons wouldn't have got a fine. They would have been immediately kicked out. Yes, And exactly. Liverpool reinstated. Um, FA Cup third qualifying round. Third, right, OK, third qualifying round. And by this stage, there are only five step five football sides left in the competition. How many from us? None. None? None. Uh. Western League side Tavistock are having their best FA Cup run for fifty for 65 years. Essex League Club Handley have equaled their best. There's a combined Counties League, Abbey Rangers um, in there, but there is none none from the Midlands and you know what I've told you about step yeah, five yeah. being stronger up north Dunstan's in there and down south than in the middle and that's Tony why you've lost your pound on I think I think I'll be rooting for Tavistock they sound like a nice bunch well Tavistock is now the home of um, one certain Adam Holland alright oh that'd be even more so then now next week I'm taking my life again because it's put years on me this week uh, the two guests we've got lined up are, are Uncle Albert himself Gary Atwood and um, and for the third time of trying Nina Bradley so hopefully so, if both of them come in it's going to be an absolutely fantastic week if not you've got an awful lot of me and Tony <laughs> <laughs> um, but joking apart I know Nina's having a rough time and um she, she desperately wants to come in here but things seem to transpire that Nina doesn't get in here but um, as long as Nina wants to come in mm. we will keep trying um, which meant we only had one set of guests this week and that was a new at Tri Club and very, you would have been so proud of the wonderful Michelle very very good value indeed how she told us from the heart of her troubles and experiences without in the slightest bit having a wobble in her voice said a hell, says a hell of a lot for the character of that lady absolutely extraordinary never met her before but she's welcome back anytime yeah she's so, we're so proud so proud and the, it will be podcast hopefully over the weekend um, please have a listen to what Michelle has to say and if you want to get in contact with me you can do coming up next it's um, the wonderful Northern Soul Show with um, with Dean and the team are all out there we'll see you on Monday Whee!